0: our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Sal from WFAN filling in for Perloff today, who we found out did try skiing for the first time in his life. We'll get the full update from that on Monday. But, of course, Sal, biggest topic in the sports world today is this big piece in The Athletic about Russell Wilson. The title, Russell Wilson's first year with the Broncos, too much influence, too few wins in disorganized disaster. One of the authors of that article is Kaylin Kaler. She's a senior NFL writer for The Athletic, and she joins us now. Hey, Kaylin, thanks so much for doing this today. Hey Maggie, long time no talk. I know. Caitlin and I worked together back in Sports Illustrated. Salakata's in yep. with me today. All right, Caitlin, the biggest um, like pull out of your article that's getting a lot of play is that mm-hmm. before Russell Wilson was traded to the Broncos, that he tried to get. Pete Carroll and John Schneider, the coach and general manager, fired from the Seahawks. Can you flesh this out and like how direct was this request? Was it a him or me? Can you what more can you tell us about what's making the big headlines today?
2: Um that's pretty much what what we have written is pretty much exactly what we could report. Um obviously, you know, as a reporter yourself, you kind of understand what goes on there. So that's what we have written, which is Wilson asked Seahawks to fire, Seahawks, Seahawks ownership to fire both John and Pete is pretty much all I can say there. Um, however, I mean we all know the timeline of how these things shake out, right? Like a year before he his agent had to put out the list of trade destinations, um, one of which was New Orleans, uh, who at the time was coached by Sean Payton, who is now his head coach in Denver. And then you know that season went by, and it was like pretty clear like things were probably going to end um and then he he asked ownership for for uh his wishes which was for pete and john to be fired and then that year that year at the combine so that was in february when he made his ask and then at the combine that year so you know a few weeks later um that is when the trade was you know first seriously discussed between the two teams and then he ends up being traded so You know, this, I mean, it kind of explains a lot to how things ended with him in Seattle. But, you know, I I feel like even if he hadn't made this ask, he was probably going to get traded anyways, because there was just, you know, a lot before that that kind of spelled out the end for him there. But I think like the second half of our story, which was about how, you know, his Denver um, most disappointing season, probably in Broncos franchise history. I think our reporting on that part was actually really interesting to me. And like, I totally understand why like the Seattle part is making the headlines. But I think the part, you know, that we reported about why things were so bad in Denver, which is, you know, as one coach put it, Russell had too much influence and that's because Hackett allowed him to have influence. I think that really says it all. You know, he got what he didn't have and what he wanted in Seattle, he ended up getting in Denver. He had an office. He had his own support staff in the building. Um, most days of the week, they had pretty much unlimited access. His quarterback coach could not be in staff meetings or offensive meetings, but he was around. He was part of Russell's like Tuesday meetings on the off days with, with just the offensive players. He was at practice all the time. Um, Russell had a lot of input into his offense. He reported that um, he would present a list of plays to Coach Hackett, who would then sign off on those plays because... He wanted to include a lot of what he did in Seattle into this offense in Denver. Um, one coach told us he brought the entire no huddle package to Denver, he, including the code words that they would use there. And you know, one interesting thing that we reported was that uh, a Denver coach told us that. Russell kept adding like extra cadences to the offensive line in Denver. Yeah, Caitlin, um, but, I
1: want to get into that in just a moment yeah. about like you know what the influence and how that played out on the field. But just wrapping up the Seattle thing for oh, yeah, one sure. second. So Sorry, Russell, I got on a, got on a roll. It's <laughs> okay. We want you on a roll. Uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson tweeted out today after the story oh, was yes. published. I love Pete, and he yeah. was a father figure to me. And John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired all any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. What's your response to that? Wilson saying he never wanted them fired.
2: Well, what's interesting about that is obviously we um, went to his people, his his agent, his representatives yesterday for um, comment about, you know, this uh, detail that we were reporting about him wanting Pete and John fired. And, he didn't give us a comment. You know, we didn't have a comment from him to include in our article when we went to publish this morning. And then I don't know what time he actually tweeted that. I'm not sure. Like as far as what time we published versus what time he put that out there. But um, as soon as he put that out there, we reflected that in our article, like we added it, but you know, I think it's interesting that before publish, he did not give us a comment and he wanted to do it on his own Twitter instead, which like, I totally understand. So I was expecting that comment today, um, you know, because we saw, when was it, two weeks ago during the Super Bowl week, um, there was that story about his charity that came out, and he did the same thing. He put out a video giving his side of the story after, like, no commenting for the actual story. So I guess my reaction is that I was not surprised by his tweet. Carolyn, how much of Russell Wilson's failures in year one um, were because of maybe teammates not – respecting him or not liking him. I mean, you're doing the reporting. Maybe you could help me on this. I know you mentioned with Hackett, but what about the teammates? How do they feel about Russell Wilson? Was so, there a disconnect that led to maybe his poor play? I think there was a, certainly a disconnect, but actually like most of the players, all I would say all of the players that we spoke to, um, you know, and we spoke to more than 15 Broncos players, coaches and staffers. So, you know, nobody we spoke to said, you know, oh, Russell's horrible, Russell is egotistical, Russell's a narcissist. Like none of that, none of the narrative that like.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: We're used to seeing about Russell Wilson, you know, from some of his former Seattle teammates. That was really not at all what was going on here. I think the disconnect with Russell and his teammates came specifically from, you know, him having an office on the second floor of the building and him having his own staff. Like several players we spoke to said how different that was. And they didn't necessarily mean different as in bad, but they just pointed out like we've never played with a quarterback who had three of his own staff members following him around in the building, and we've never played with a quarterback who had his office on the second floor. And multiple people pointed out to us. I mean, did they ever play with a quarterback who won a Super Bowl before? I mean, (laughs) come on. I'm not saying it's normal, but I mean, Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. The guy won a Super Bowl. Right. Well, I mean, and that's, I mean, that's an interesting argument. It's like, you know, Tom Brady had his body man in the building, although that didn't end well in New England. Um, we ended up, you know, kicking him out with his access, uh, you know, eventually there. So it is an interesting argument is like, okay, you know, at some point, if you're good enough as a quarterback, do you earn that? And the Broncos felt that he did because George Payton, the general manager and coach Hackett both agreed, you know, as soon as he was traded there, they had conversations like, okay, yeah, you can have your own workspace within the building. Yes. You can have your own staff, but I think the proof of why that didn't work is what we reported. Um, The final two weeks of the season, as soon as coach Hackett was fired, um, Broncos leadership initiated a conversation with Russell Wilson, where they brought up his staff and his office. And the result of that conversation was that Russell agreed okay, I'm going to not bring my staff into the building anymore and I'm not going to use my office anymore. And then Jerry Judy told us, yeah, he was in the locker room a lot more for the last two weeks of the season. And so basically what happened there was he started spending more time with his teammates. He started, you know, he he basically got on the same level. He got out of his second floor office and started spending more time on the first floor locker room. And so just the fact that, like, that was the result, because meeting that meeting was to discuss, okay, what can we make – changes to that like what wasn't working during the the rest of the season that we can change now and that was the result of that meeting so I think that you know sort of led to the disconnect there and put him on a different level than his teammates but as far as like the main reason why things weren't working is because Hackett allowed Russell to have too much control of the offense and a lot of that um, from our reporting we learned that that was probably rooted in Hackett's experience in Green Bay. Um, he was on Matt LaFleur's um, staff, first staff in Green Bay. And obviously that first year um, implementing that offense with Aaron Rodgers was tough. It was a tough transition. And one coach told us that Hackett actually brought that up and in reference to why he wanted to allow, you know, why he wanted to be accommodating to Russell and include Russell in the invention of the offense. And what we ended up seeing this season was that it was too much control to the quarterback. And that led to a lot of inconsistency. Things were changing from week to week, and there was a ton of confusion.
1: Caitlin, did you find... Well, okay. What was there in your reporting? Were there things that Russell Wilson was doing that directly impacted the negative product on the field? By him having that much influence, it negatively impacted the Broncos in the win-loss column.
2: I mean, I think it was a combination of... I mean, I think, and I think this is how we reported it too, is like, it was really a combination between Hackett's staff not working well together, coming at this season with too many ideas and not a solid, uh, you know, identity of like, okay, this is what we want our offense to be. So then when Hackett allows Wilson to have influence on the offense, the offense already didn't have a firm identity. So then, you know, one star told us, like, you, you could ask any player on the offense and they would not be able to tell you what the offense offensive identity was. And so I think it's like, you know, it's not only Russell's fault for why this season didn't work. I think if Sean Payton had been his head coach this season, I mean, it probably would have worked. Like I think Sean, as Dalton Reisner says at the end of our story, um, and he's a a guard um, who started 15 games this season. So like he was in the thick of it. Don Reisner said, you know, Peyton is going to set a standard and you're going to have to meet it. That's what Denver needs. They need him to come in and set a standard, hold guys accountable and say, this is what we're going to have to be. Hey, so Kalen, was a sorry,
1: combination of, just, yeah. just to jump in for one second, we're talking with Kaylin Kaler. She's a senior NFL writer for the Athletic, new story about Russell Wilson that's on the Athletic today. Russ is obviously, you write in the story, has always loved Drew Brees, and so, maybe had wanted to be coached by Sean Payton for quite a long time Mm -hmm. when he tried to pull the power play in Seattle and try to get Pete Carroll and John Schneider fired for them to hire Sean Payton. Do you know if Payton was like aware of that was, was Payton even interested in taking that Seattle job if it was offered to him?
2: That's a good question. Um, I think it's complicated by the fact that they would have had to do, you know, you know what Denver did, they would have had to trade for him. Um, So it wasn't the normal just hire a coach scenario. So I don't know. Personally, I don't actually know the answer to that. It would be a good thing to um, ask him. And I recently learned, I found out today that Sean Payton actually follows me on Twitter. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> flex
2: flex Kalen yeah, no, it's,
1: it's good he might want to read this story you know and, and by the out way
2: he's was... active on Twitter too because he just went at some Denver Broncos reporter the other day yeah, for not having the amount of coaches right so be yeah. careful what you tweet Kalen <laughs> Noah, I know I know and that, Kalen's that's how I found that out yeah I was like oh no he's, he's, he's following me better be careful <laughs> well I'm sure
1: he was very interested to see what went wrong in Denver and how to avoid it Kalen fantastic reporting really appreciate your time today Great to catch up with you on a side note yeah. and hope all's well. Thanks, Maggie. Thanks, Al. Thank you. Appreciate Kaylin Kaler from The Athletic, senior NFL re- reporter.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? here. <laughs> only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.